This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Hey, this is Annie Grace and I am answering readers' questions and I got a great question today and I'm going to find it for you. It is all about drinking when lockdown is over. So hi, Annie. I am concerned about how to handle being alcohol-free when lockdown is lifted. This is a unique time. Besides my husband, I've seen very few people. I haven't gone out to restaurants. I haven't celebrated holidays in person, et cetera. Presently, I'm in the 100 Days of Lasting Change, and I subscribe to your podcast. Can you do a new podcast on this subject? It just feels like we will go from zero to 100 socially very shortly. I'm so grateful that I've been alcohol-free since October 2020, and I'm grateful for your research and forgiving approach. It's been life-changing. That's awesome. I'm so glad. And you're right. There's so many people that have said, you know, I'm taking advantage of this because I'm not going to be social. So I'm not going to have the pressure. So I'm not going to need to drink. And now what happens? What happens when we're all back to normal, when everybody, you know, has, has decided to open up their doors again, when things are safe again, when we're all out and about and we're doing all the things that we used to be doing, how am I going to maintain this lifestyle change that I came to during lockdown or during quarantine? So first of all, um, I, the whole premise of, I think this is really first, I want to frame it as an opportunity. And here's kind of how I like to think about it. You know, right now, imagine that you've been hiking up a trail and all of a sudden coming out of lockdown, coming out of quarantine is going to be like, okay, somebody hands you a 20 pound backpack and you're going to start to hike up the trail. It's going to be a little bit harder but there's going to be massive benefits because you're going to get much stronger hiking on a trail with the 20 pound backpack than you were without. And by the way, you always needed these skills and this strength anyway. So this is an opportunity. This is just another level in your growth and in your evolution in this whole conversation. And it's really exciting because it means like it's necessary. It means it had to happen. So in order to make the most of this opportunity, I think that the one thing that underpins really everything at this naked mind is that we don't do anything without thinking it provides a benefit. And when you're coming to a social situation, that benefit might be being part of things, that benefit might be not standing out or not feeling left out, the benefit might be social anxiety, the benefit might be loosening up. There's so many things that we could say alcohol provides this benefit and that's why I'm going to drink it. I think curiosity is your best friend And you can start to do this work even before about what are all the possible benefits that I think that alcohol is going to provide me, why might I be tempted. And when you do that conscious work, what happens is it's beautiful, because when those things come up, it isn't an unconscious knee jerk reaction of ah, all of a sudden, I'm in a restaurant and someone hands me a beer and I just say, okay, well, I guess this is what we're doing now. And I don't even think it through, right? It's much more conscious. And when you make things conscious, we have more control, as you know. So that's a really, really excited thing. So I would say right now, 
start to make a list of every reason you might want to drink in a social situation. What are all the things that you think were great? You know, what are the things that you feel like you might miss? What are the things that you wish you could go back to? And it's not, it, there's nothing wrong with this level of curiosity. Sometimes we think we have to compartmentalize and say, no, I have to believe that it's all bad all the time. Otherwise I'm not gonna be successful at it. But here's the truth. If we try to believe stuff that we don't actually believe is true, it really just creates more problems. And so being honest with ourselves about what might be true, hey, I might want to have a drink in this situation is much, much better. So start from that premise. Okay, so I might want to have a drink out of lockdown in this situation because I really missed this. And then you can start to do the work to separate well, what was it that I missed? Did I miss sitting outside on a patio um, with live music and a margarita? What was it? Was it the margarita that I really missed? Or was it the live music and sitting outside on a patio and being surrounded by friends and strangers and, and humanity just in general? And is that what I really missed? And is there a possibility that that experience could be even better without the margarita? And what would it look like with an iced tea or with a glass of lemonade? And how would that feel? And just really going into all of these reasons and saying, again, as the premise, we don't do anything that we don't think provides a benefit. If you didn't think there was a benefit, either consciously or subconsciously, you wouldn't do it. And so your work right now, while you still have this time, and by the way, the fact that you're even asking this question just shows the level of intention that makes me know that you're going to be successful. Um, and I want to define success in just a minute as well. But we don't do anything that we don't think provides a benefit. So get really clear on what benefits you might think it provides and then start to go through those and allow that there might still be some benefits and allow that there might be other possibilities to those benefits that it might be just as fun, even more fun without a drink. And so doing that work, getting really, really curious is absolutely important. Second, I, I just wanted to find success. I think when we get into this place of, okay, well, success means that I, you know, I'm never drinking again, we can sometimes really get ourselves stuck in this place of like, should. I should do this, I should want this, I should know better, I should do all this stuff. Whereas, you know, you might have what I like to call data points. And uh, that might be that you need to have that experience of seeing if, it really was the margarita that made it a great time or if it wasn't. And so you might try it and it might be horrible and it might be great, but all of that stuff is giving you data. And so the things that need to underpin the entire experience are curiosity so that you really get curious about what it is without judgment and then self-compassion if something happens and you do have a drink. Like if you meet that drink with self-compassion, you're much less likely to throw out all the work you've done so far. All the science says you're much more likely to stay on track. You're much more likely to drink less in the future or nothing. But when you meet it with, no, I can't do it. And you have this iron grip around it. That really creates shame and fear. And shame and fear are not your friends in this journey. You know, really opening up your hands and saying, you know, I'm going to meet myself with self-compassion no matter what happens. That is your, your ally in this journey. You might be saying, well, are you just giving me permission? Like, I'm never giving you permission or not permission for anything. That's not my role because you're an adult, you're a grown person. And so what you want to do is up to you. But I am saying that if it was to happen where you did something that you didn't think you wanted to do, consider it a data point, consider it a point of information. Okay, this is information. How did it make me feel? And then meet that information with curiosity. And if you just stay there, it will become exactly what you want it to be. Where we get stuck is not necessarily that the data point is wrong. 
It's the shame and the blame and the guilt and the should that we add to the data point. So we start saying things to ourselves like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe it. I had nine months. I had a year. I can't believe it. What is my problem? And then that is the stuff that keeps us stuck. The actual drink, it, that, that can just be a drink and it can be done. End of story. If you're framing it in a way like, okay, I learned something from that. I'm going to get curious about it. Because guess what? It's not going to be this huge beneficial thing that even your mind could trick you into believing because there's just not, not that much benefit in drinking alcohol. And so when you see that very transparently, because you're not in this headspace of like guilt and shame and blame, which just by the way, you know, the science says leads you to doing more of the behavior you don't want to do you can very easily just allow it to pass and allow it to let go and learn from it, which is why I like to structure those things as a data point, because it's just information for you to learn, but that information needs to be met with self-compassion because it isn't the, the act of having a drink when you didn't want to, that is going to derail you here. It is the shame and blame and guilt and should have, I should know better. I shouldn't have done this. I had so long, I had such a streak that's gonna derail you because those emotions are the emotions you're gonna to want to escape from. Those emotions are the emotions that you probably drank to numb in the first place. And those emotions are the emotions that are not going to be your friend in this journey and in lasting change. And you may not have any data points and that's gonna be amazing too. But I just wanna say that if you do, don't use it as, as a tool to beat yourself up because that will not get you closer to your goal. And I know it's counterintuitive. Everything in our entire society says, no, you have to beat yourself up. You have to use the shoulds. You have to use the blame. Otherwise, what you're just gonna, you're just making excuses. You're just going off the rails. You're just allowing yourself to do anything. Here's the thing. When we actually allow ourselves to get curious and do anything, we actually start to make decisions that are really heartfelt instead of according to these rules that we think we should be under and according to this guilt and shame that doesn't actually get us anywhere in the long term. My deep belief is that in the long term, human beings do the things that we want to do. And so if you change your desire, you unroot and root out all the reasons you think drinking provides you a benefit, change your desire, and then really change your motivation to be one of self-compassion rather than shame and blame. You know, this is in the bag. You're going to be able to do this great. And again, it will add to your strength. It will be like hiking that hill with just a little more weight. It will make you stronger. It will make the whole thing better. You will come out of it a better person um, and much more rounded. And just remember that we think success is just this like up and to the right. Like one day you make a switch, you make a change, and it's all smooth sailing from there, just up and to the right. It doesn't look like that at all. It's like this huge convoluted thing. Sometimes it goes backwards, sometimes it goes forward. The path is all around, you know, and it's everywhere. So I really want to encourage you to approach this with absolute self-compassion, approach it with curiosity and do the work for yourself to find out where is it you think and you retain the idea that alcohol provides a benefit and go those places. Don't avoid them. Don't tell yourself you shouldn't feel that way and you should know better. Go into those places, ask yourself the questions, get really clear on it because then when it happens, you can be really clear on, okay, is it a benefit or is it not? And if you really want more support in this entire journey, um, I wanna offer you to join us at nakedmindpath.com, which is really all of, the, all of the work around not just becoming alcohol-free, but living a life that not only you don't wanna escape from, but becomes your best possible life because it's so much more than just alcohol. We go so deep into self-judgment and you know, raising your emotional set point and all that sort of stuff. So if you want to continue and open up from lockdown in a, in a space of like community and compassion and coaching and, and lots and lots of content and not do it alone. Again, I just uh, invite you to nakedmindpath.com. But what a great question and thank you so much. 
Okay, honesty day. Let me ask you, did the pandemic change your relationship with alcohol? Maybe you started drinking more than usual. Maybe you started using it as a way to cope with isolation or stress. The truth is a lot of people did. You're not alone. Are you ready now to take back control of your drinking in a post-pandemic world and still be able to enjoy life as things reopen? The answer is not restriction. It's not deprivation. You can break your pandemic patterns and habits and finally feel liberated from alcohol. As we begin to emerge from a very challenging 15 months and as you return to normal, you can return to a life where alcohol becomes small and irrelevant for you, a total non-issue. Take the first step and join us for this very special and completely free five-day virtual event. It's from June 14th through 18th. Every day, we'll be teaching you exactly how to get back in control of your drinking post-pandemic. Save your spot by June 13th at controlalcohollive.com. Again, that's controlalcohollive.com. I can't wait to see you there. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.